Thank you for firing up the Sunrise Church podcast. My name is Steve Garcia, and I am the lead pastor at Sunrise. We are a community of Jesus followers from all walks of life, all colors of skin, and all ages. And I hope this message you hear today inspires you to deepen your connection with Christ. And now, here is Pastor Anthony Riley. Let's dive in. Amen. I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen? Grab a seat. Good morning, Sunrise Church. Hey, in just a moment, we're going to start today's message. But before we do that, let me tell you about what's going to be starting next Sunday. We're going to be launching into a brand new four-week series that we're calling Still Standing. It's all about persevering in the faith. Many of you persevered through 2022. And guess what? God didn't fail you then, and in 2023, he's not going to fail you then either. And so my hope is as we go into this new year that we could all say with confidence, because of Jesus, I'm still standing. And so think about who you can invite with you to come to church next Sunday, who can hear these words of inspiration to keep going. That's next week, but as for today, we're doing something a a little bit different. Uh, You know, this is a time of the year where we're thinking about personal goals and things like that. I know for me, I'm going to be starting an extreme new diet. It's called not eating dessert every minute of every hour of every day. You know, crazy, right? Uh, but, you know, we're doing that as a church, too. We're, we're thinking of goals and, and, and things like that. And so across all of our campus locations, Ontario, Victorville, Banning, Spanish, here at Rialto, I've asked all of our campus pastors to be praying for a word that God would give them that they could speak over us as a campus. And so Pastor Anthony Riley, amongst many of his other responsibilities here at Sunrise, is also our campus pastor for our Rialto location, and God has given him a word that he's going to share with us. So let's bring him up here. Pastor Anthony Riley, all yours, brother. Amen. Give it up for my pastor, amen. You guys can do better than that. Amen, amen. Well, family, we made it to uh, 2000. 23, and I'm so excited um, what Pastor Steve has challenged the campus pastors to do. Before we get started, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. We're now going to silence our hearts and our minds, oh God, to hear the word from you. Someone is coming in here broken this morning despite another year. They're still wallowing around in the same mess and the stress, but I pray that today you loosen that shackle and remind him or her how powerful they are in you. We thank you, we love you in Jesus' name, amen. You know, I'm so excited that Pastor Steve challenged the campus pastors to do another word for the year. And if you was with us last year, this may be your first time, the word I chose last year was opportunity. And the reason I chose opportunity, because I believe that God was going to do something amazing, something extraordinary in our lives, not just for the church, but for us personally. I've heard many of the stories throughout the year how God has opened so many doors, so many opportunities for you. And I want to celebrate that with you. Some think when I say opportunities, you think I'm talking about health, wealth, and prosperity. I'm not talking about name it and claim it. What I'm saying is God wants to use you 
in such a way that, number one, he gets the glory and you're blessed in the process. So the verse I landed on last year was found in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. And listen at the words of Paul. He says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than, that, than all that we can ask or think, according to the power that works in us. That's important. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. The blessing is not just for you. It's for generations to come. And you must understand that if you can think it or you can believe it, that means you're still thinking too small because God said he's going to do the abundant flow. So you and I have to be in position to actually receive that blessing from him. So again, if you missed that last year, don't worry, I'm going to do a sequel this year. So me and Pastor Steve met. He said, what word do you think we have for Rialto? I said, I don't know. I don't know. And we're sitting in his office and we're talking. I said, I don't know. And we started thinking about blessings back and forth. The energy started flowing. I said, "Ah, I think I got it. The word this year is maximize. What do I mean by maximize? My question to you is, did you maximize the opportunities that God gave you last year? Or did you somehow let that blessing go? That door didn't open because of fear, of jealousy, of rage, or whatever else you might have thought of in your mind. The question is, did you honestly maximize the blessings from God? And as I thought about that word, I thought about how God blessed us Last year as a church, God opened so many doors within our community and the surrounding ones. And I just want to give you a snapshot of what God done. For example, we were able to strengthen our partnerships with the law enforcement community as well as the firefighters. We were able to go with them. One of our pastors did on incidents that were kind of out there and one of our pastors was able to come alongside the law enforcement officers and the victims and help them through some of the challenges that they had. We went to their graduations. We were able to give them gifts and presents, and God just opened an amazing door. Another door that God opened was to the school district. Remember, last year I said it's all about the kids, and we got to find a way to reach them and, and begin to get them involved in the church. Why? Because they're the next generation. So we was able to partner with elementary schools and provide supplies and art supplies. And we also blessed an actual teacher on Christmas. To go further, we also was able to provide high school girls with prom dresses. We partnered up with an organization, a, a department store, and some people didn't have money for prom dresses. So they weren't going to go, the ladies weren't. So somehow, some way, the outreach team got together and made contact and was able to get dresses and shoes and all that, and they were able to attend prom night. Now, it might not be big to you, but what about for the other person? God opened another door, and I'm actually really proud about this one. We partnered with the Children Assessment Center of San Bernardino. Now, this center uh, provides services for abused children. 
And while the parent is going through this or that or the caregiver, we was able to come alongside this organization and provide blankets and uh, baby diapers and baby formula just to ease the pain just a little bit. This is huge for us. Last year, we partnered with Tim Tebow for the last couple of years. And if you recall, we did a prom night. And we were able to bless over 100 special needs children or kids, families last year. This year, we think we have it figured out. So much so, we're going to launch our own uh, event tailored strictly for special needs called A Night to Remember. It is going to be February 25. Put it on your calendar. You can register now. It's open. And our goal is to do it bigger, better for them. Why? Because we want to start in 23, a special needs ministry. So please be praying about that because we want to provide a space for that amazing people group. What does all this mean? When I say abundantly beyond what I can hope or imagine, I didn't expect for God to do that for Sunrise. But here are some numbers because I love numbers. Out of all of those outreaches, and we had many, many more, listen to these statistics because we was able to share the gospel in all these venues. We've seen 2,180 people accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's huge. We were able to feed at our peace center here at Rialto. Over 90,000 families was able to get food. Times are hard. If you didn't know eggs, amen, $10 for just 12. We've seen 98 baptisms here this year at Rialto. <laughs> Membership. 62 people said, I want to make Sunrise my church home. Now, the reason that number is so huge to me, because the average church size in North America is 50. 62 people said yes to us. And this is huge for me. When you talk about spiritual growth, and Pastor Steve talked about it, Rooted, 126 people joined the Rooted experience. Now they are now participating in life groups. So if you are not plugged in and you don't have a spiritual family, there's a problem. We have everything you need here to help you win in 23. So that's the church. I want to get more personal. How did you do in 2022? Did you seize the opportunities that God gave you or were you asleep at the wheel? Did you maximize the opportunities in front of you or did you make an excuse? How was 2022 for you? Every year I do this spiritual exercise where I take time out for me and God. And it usually takes about a couple of hours. But what I do is I find a quiet place, no distractions, no interruptions, because I have to converse with God to see how I did that year. And I usually start that time off in prayer just to set the stage. 
And then I began to listen to music. I read scripture. And then when my heart's ready, I pull out a piece of paper. And on one side, I put pros. On the other side, I put cons. On one side, I put blessings. On one side, I put challenges. And I began to list throughout the year, how has God blessed me? What were some of the challenges? Did I fall? Did I fail? Did I succeed? And I began to get this picture. And then after I exhausted all of my thoughts, I go one by one and I give God thanks. But I also ask for forgiveness because there's areas where I was blind to what he was trying to do in my life. I don't know if you can relate. So for a couple of blessings, uh, again, please don't clap. It's not about me. It's all about him. But I'm so excited because last year, me and my wife celebrated 25 years of marriage. She's still putting up with me. And I'm going for 25 more. I'm so excited. My son came home. He's finishing his coursework at Grandma State University. He's due to graduate in May. Outside of him eating all the eggs in the refrigerator, we okay. But I'm so happy for him. What's, what, the best blessing for me this year was my daughter, Aubrey. She decided she wanted to um, leave homeschooling and go to public school. It took some convincing from Pastor Steve and many others because it no meant no for me. But I finally said, okay. And I'm so thankful through the transition, I didn't have to hurt anyone. <laughs> Amen. Because don't mess with baby. I wonder how was your 2022? So this is what I want you to do. I want you to do that exercise this morning. Because I think sometimes we're moving so fast, we're not seeing or recognizing the blessings that God is giving us. So I'm going to give you one minute. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to use your iPhones for you techies and go to your notes. And I want you to write how God has blessed you and some opportunities that he's given you. For those who want to scribe, get a piece of paper and a pen out. And I want you to just think through last year ways that God's blessed you. It doesn't have to be big. It can be small. So I'm going to put the clock on the, on the screen. You have one minute to process how God has blessed you in 22. Let's take that time. How God has blessed you. Maybe he restored your marriage. Maybe he opened a door for you to get a job. Maybe, just maybe, he rekindled hurt relationships. How has he blessed you? be alarmed if you need to think some more that's okay you can do this for the rest of the day were you surprised by some of the blessings that God given you
Now, that's the easy part. I'm going to actually do something difficult. I'm going to give you another minute, but I want you to write down the opportunities you wasted in 2022. The doors you didn't walk in because of fear. What are some of those opportunities? What do I mean by that? Maybe this will jog your mind a little bit. You said in 2022 that you were going to be committed to a healthier lifestyle, more exercising and changing your diet. You possibly committed to going back to school to further your education. Maybe you were committed to restoring a broken or strained relationship. Maybe you were committed to walking with God on a more consistent basis. And you started 22 excited, all in, but somewhere along the way, as time passed, you begin to get less and less engaged. And before you know it, you plateaued and you walked away from that thought. Take a minute and I want you to write some of those opportunities you did not maximize. Let's put the time on the screen again, please. What are some opportunities you did not take advantage of? And as you're writing these things down or thinking about them, I wonder, are you getting a sense of disappointment in your spirit? Maybe anger or guilt or shame or sadness. some of the opportunities you did not take advantage of. Amen. Again, I don't want you to be alarmed. I want you to process that because I'm going to challenge you this morning. Because if we don't correct those issues, then our 23 is going to look like our 22. And we do not want to do that. But as you were writing those things down, what, what, what emotions stirred up in your mind and your thinking? Was it anger? Was it rage? Was it envy? Was it jealousy? Was it bitterness? What stopped you from seizing that opportunity? You're in the right place. Because there are many things I didn't seize last year, but I pray that today we're going to maximize the opportunities that God has given us. Why? Because he's given us the chance to do right. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. This is where we're going to spend our time this morning. And To give you a little background, this story, this encounter actually began in Matthew 24. We're coming to the end of the conversation that Jesus was having with his disciples. In fact, this conversation happened in Jerusalem while Jesus was exiting the temple. In Matthew 24, verse 1, it says, Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its building. 
They said, do you see all these things? They were so excited. They were so awestruck by the building and its array. They just ran up to Jesus and said, do you see what we see? In that day, in Jesus' time, the temple was a place to be. It was spacious. It was magnificent. It was built like any other uh, magnificent building. But what's amazing, for example, on the north wall, it was all layered in gold. And when the sun would rise on the east, it hit that gold wall, and it just hit this irradiant out there to the region. I mean, the walls were like this beautiful white, uh, white marble. So they're so fascinated by this, so they get Jesus' attention to say, do you see this? Look how Jesus responds in verse 2. He said, truly I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. Now, if you was a disciple, Jesus, what are you talking about? You're talking about destroying the temple, and do you see its beauty, and... What I love about Jesus, he did not uh, 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 humiliate them. He, He didn't ostracize them. He didn't talk down to them. He used this as an encounter to continue the conversation. In verse 3, it says, as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. They said, tell us, when will this happen and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. They're trying to reconcile in their thinking, their theology. Okay, if it's going to be destroyed, then when are you coming? What is it going to look like? What's the precise time? And I don't know about you, every once in a while, I wake up in the morning saying, okay, I'm tired of this. Give me some precise time on when I'm going to get out of this. I'm tired of walking around with my head down. I'm tired of trying to figure things out. How long? But I love how Jesus responded because if you look at Matthew 24, and I encourage you to read 24 and 25 to get the the full picture of what's happening here, Jesus begins to talk to them and say, you thought that blew your mind. Let me give you some more. And he began to talk about that nations will fight against nations and war happening. People are going to turn away from the faith. And he's using all these deep concepts, and they're just sitting there probably drowning in water. But then to make it plain for them, he begins to give them parables so that they can understand the spiritual truth and the depth that it was. And that's what a parable is, a parable is, is, is an earthly story that gives you a spiritual meaning. And to illustrate that, what Jesus did was he gave them three parables in this discourse. For example, the first one was the parable of the servant overseeing the household of the master. Be careful how you treat people. That's kind of what it talks about. The second parable was the parable of the ten virgins awaiting the bridegroom, which means you're always supposed to be prepared and ready because no one knows the day nor the hour when Jesus is going to return. And then he gives the third parable, and that's the one I want to talk about today because I believe this specifically talks about our opportunities and what will happen if you don't take advantage of them. 
So let's pick up in verse 14 of Matthew 25. It says, again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on this journey. The story begins with a master and his three servants. And he loved them so much and he entrusted in them his wealth and he believed that they could handle it. What's interesting, he said five, two, and one. He gave them according to their ability. Once he did that, it says he went away to unknown place. Says in verse 16, the man who had received the five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the man who, so the man with two bags of gold gained two more. Immediately the one with the five and the two bags, the servants that is, they went out and they invested They put their abilities into action and they produced a hundredfold. Interesting. Verse 18 says, but the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Which one are you? In 22, did you take the opportunities that God gave you and you begin to put in the work and you maximize or you seize the opportunities. On the other hand, where you like the servant with the one bag where you hid and you buried and, and nothing came of it. You were simply lazy or possibly afraid. Verse 19 says, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. What I find amazing about the two first servants where they were so enthusiastic about seeing the master, he didn't surprise them. They were not ready. They were ready and they came up and said, master, look. A hundredfold. And because of what they did, he said, because you can handle responsibility, I'm going to increase your opportunity. Were you responsible over the opportunities that God gave you in 22? Or did you do something different? Both men received the same reward, indicating that the reward was not based on faithfulness. It was based on faithfulness, not results. Let's look at 24. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid And went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. 
do you see the different posture? On, on one hand, you have those two that are happy and excited. On the other hand, you have the one who's just distraught and, and, and out of sync. And, and he paints this picture of the master being this cruel person. One who was merciless and he was negative towards his master. But listen how the master responds in 26. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I had not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I would have received it back with interest. What's interesting about the master, he's basically saying, oh, so now it's my fault. It's my fault you was afraid. It's my fault you didn't capitalize on what God gave you. It's my fault. And many of you in here are blaming God. You're saying, God, it's your fault because of the situation I'm in. But you made that choice. But instead of owning up to it, here it is. The servant is now making excuses. So as you looked at the list that you wrote and you saw the doors that God opened, is it his fault or is it your fault? I know when I looked at my list, I was saddened because I didn't walk in those doors that God wanted me to walk in. But we serve a gracious God. Verse 28 says, so take the bag from, take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What this shows me is, if you don't seize the opportunities that God gives you, he's going to give it to someone else. And you can't blame God, and I can't blame God, because I'm not bold enough to walk in those opportunities. So what do I want to give you today? I want to give you just three words, and I pray that you really reflect on these words, and I, I pray that you look at 22, and you look at 23, and you, you begin to look, how can I adjust and make changes in 23 so I don't repeat 22. The three words are these. Time, treasure, talents. Number one is time. Number two is treasures. Number three is talents. Let's talk about number one, time. How did you maximize your time in 22? Did you have a lot of wasted time? Did you not manage your time appropriately? Is that possibly a reason why you didn't seize the opportunity or take it to its full? Here it is in verse 19 again. It says, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. I don't know if you know this, but Jesus is coming again. And every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess and you will give an account on how you lived your life. He's going to come in like the IRS. (laughs) 
Because here he, here he said, okay, show me. He's doing mathematics. Show me what you've done. And you and I have to be able to go through that financial audit and see how we stand out. The first two servants maximized their time. The first two, it says immediately they walked away and they put it to work and we don't know how long it took, but they doubled 100% for, but you have the one. Instead of working it, he decides to use his energy to dig a hole and bury the blessing. I believe he wasted time. He didn't maximize his time. In 2020, we had to go on social media. Amen. I don't do social media. But that's where the church was, so I had to go on social media. So my, my, my daughter, no, no, Kate, signed me up for Facebook. Whole another story, amen. Facebook happened, and then I didn't do TikTok. I did Snapchat. Now, that's almost three years ago. <laughs> I wasted so much time surfing the net. I'm sitting in my room giggling at all of these crazy posts of grown people doing some of the craziest things I've seen in my life. My wife walks in, you're back on Facebook. I said, these people are crazy. <laughs> Something my 15-year-old daughter wouldn't even do. Sometimes I surf for hours. I could have did something better with that time. What about you? I like how Paul says in Ephesians 5, he says, be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. We don't know everything that the servant did, the third servant. But what we do know is the master came back and said, you wicked and you're lazy. How did you use God's time in 22? Were you doing things outside the will of God that you know is a no-no in the word of God? In 23, I want you to maximize because we don't know. Here's number two, treasure. Each servant was given a bag of gold, but it was according to their ability. I'm so glad God knows me. He doesn't give me more than I can bear. He doesn't set me up for failure. He knows what I can handle. And in here it says in verse 15 again, to one he gave five, to the other two, the other one, each according to his ability. So you may be asking the questions, why do I have less? Maybe it's because you can't handle it. And maybe if you handle that correctly, maybe, just maybe, God will give you more. But many of us are wasting our treasures on earthly things. I have three questions. Who did you invest in 22? Did he or she make you a better person? What did you invest in in 22? Are you better off now? Or are you somewhere you don't want to be? This is what Jesus said when he was on the mount in Matthew 6, 
But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Many of us are chasing things. When Jesus said, if you would chase me, I give you the thing. But you want to be all that. The red bottom shoes. The purses. How many purses you need? You got a hundred in the closet. You get a new car every year. Come on. We're talking about kingdom building. God's saying, if you use what's mine to bless me, then I also will bless you. But many of us are missing our blessings because we're chasing the world. But how about you and I need to refocus? Adjust our priorities and watch God do something amazing. How are you managing your time? How are you managing your treasures? This is the one I want to lean in. Talents. How are you using your gifts? How are you losing your talents? Are you being the hands and feet of Jesus in the church? Or is it the word of you? The third servant, he buried those talents. And when the master returned, listen to these words. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. Oh, God. The, the third servant he created this narrative in his mind, a fictitious narrative, and he gave this imagery of a master that's not true. So he continues to go down this rabbit trail, and, and he's blaming this or that. He's saying, you're rough, you're unpleasant, you're merciless, and all you care about is money. But that's not true. So the question is, is what's really going on? It tells us in verse 25, the servant said, I was afraid. And it's maybe, and it's possible that the reason you didn't seize the moment or the opportunity because you was afraid. You was fearful. But if I call him and, and try to kindle this relationship, what if? If if, if I go to this center of substance abuse and I sign up and I start the program and it doesn't work out, what if? What if I call my kids or, or my, my siblings or my brother and say, hey, I'm sorry, and it doesn't go the way I want, what if? Many of us lost opportunities. Why? Because you were fearful or possibly afraid. One thing we do know about this third servant is we know what he did physically, but we don't know what's happened mentally or emotionally or psychologically. Something stopped you from taking that step. And if you don't identify it, you're just going to repeat it. But let's trust God and, and know he's going to do something. I love the words of of King David in Psalms. This is one of my favorite passages. Psalms 139 says this, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. I'm an anxious person. 
See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Lord, I don't know which way to go. I don't know which way to turn, but search my heart. I need you to do a spiritual autopsy on me. And once you identify it, identify it to me. But don't lead me, but then lead me so that I can be a better man of God for you, so that I can win. You and I can't go in a 23 with the same mentality. We can't go in a 23 with the same emotional weight and strain on our shoulders. You and I can't go in the 23 being complacent and stale because that leads to frustration and despair. We have to trust the process. Why? Because we serve a God who shall not lie. How are you doing with your time? Honestly. What are you doing with your treasures? What are you doing with your talents? You have two ways you can go in this parable here. You can either be like the man with the five and two, or you can be like the one. In this discourse, Jesus was talking to his disciples, which means they were already in. I first need to talk to those who are not in. I need to talk to those who don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ by faith. Because if you don't get that done, 23 is going to be the same as 22, if not worse. So I pray that you heed my words and say, if I'm going to maximize the opportunities and the doors that God puts in front of me, I have to say, yes, Jesus. You know where you are. You know if you got one toe in and one toe out. I want to talk to you first. How are you doing? Online, how are you really doing? If you don't know Jesus, I would love to say this prayer with you. You, you can say it at the quiet of your heart. Uh, this is the perfect time. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. I'm talking to those who don't know Jesus. It's one thing to lie to me, but when you lie to yourself, that's insanity. If these words touch you, whether it's Pastor Steve or the worship team or the words from God, you know it's time to make a shift. Just repeat these words in the silence of your heart. Say, Lord, I'm broken. I haven't done a good job with my time, my treasures, or my talents, but today I'm committing them to you. God, I believe that you sent your son just for me. Come into my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, I want to be the first to say congratulations. But I want to challenge you to do one thing. There's a number on the screen. I want you to text 909-281-7797. If you, if you, if you put that information, we have someone that's going to talk to you on the other end. But if you're bold and very courageous, outside you can go to the next step table and someone will walk you through of what you did today. Don't leave here the same way you came for the rest of us. I told you I was going to challenge you today because God has challenged me. 
We cannot go into 23 doing the same thing. If we're going to seize opportunities, we have to maximize our time, our treasures, and our talents. Give it all to God, and I guarantee you, he will give you the abundant flow. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for who you are. Thank you for your people. Thank you for this church, oh God. I pray that we will silence our hearts and recognize that we're all broken, sinners saved by grace. Bless the people here, Father God. And as we shift to doing tithes and offering, God, I pray that whoever gives to your house, I'm already knowing you're going to take care of them, Father God, but may they give as you gave them, Father God. You want their heart first. We thank you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. I want to encourage you to not just stop here. Maybe you sense God is speaking to you today and wanting you to take that next step. So here's two ways you can do just that. The first is text the word next to the number 909-281-7797. That's 909-281-7797. You'll receive a message back with some ways to help you grow. That may mean joining a small group or finding a place to serve or just talking with someone one-to-one about your faith. You can also visit the notes for this podcast and follow the links provided. And if you're within driving distance of one of our four physical locations in Banning, Ontario, Rialto, or Victorville, we'd love for you to stop by sometime and give us a chance to meet you personally. Again, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope to see you soon. God bless.